Robert Police is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's a number. And it's Momo Rodriguez again. All right. Welcome back. Why am I recording a new episode? Well, I'm bored. And soccer-wise in the United States, it's a very exciting time. Our men's team has beaten Mexico to win the CONCACAF Nations Tournament. I think that's correct. I think that's what they're calling this hodgepodge of national teams that we mop the floor with. Now, let's... uh. Let's talk a little bit about the men's team and the Mexican national team because those guys are out of control, aren't they? The Mexican team is fucking crazy. Homophobic slurs, throwing bottles, throwing beer. God almighty. Like, guys, it is a game. It is played by other human beings. Do you know what they have? These aren't like avatars on FIFA. It's not a name and a photo in Football Manager. They're people. They have feelings, emotions, sensitivities, problems, just like every fucking person on this planet. Nobody has a perfect life. So I'm not mad at what the Mexican national team did. I'm mad at the fact that this goes on all the time. And nobody really does anything about it. They don't. FIFA's not going to do anything about it. They're not. Hell, they, uh, what, the Premier League just fined the six teams that were going to go to the Super League $22 million, which I think is ridiculous. I think it's bullshit to fine them. UEFA has postponed their decision on Juventus, Real, and Barca. But the Premier League is stepping up and being like, give us your money. Now, to some of these clubs, $22 million is, I know they're big clubs. $22 million is a transfer. Not to Man City, not to Chelsea. They're fucking rolling in it. But to everybody else, it's it's a big deal. It really is. But I'm glad we beat Mexico. I hope that this, I think, I think that this is going to be the start of the United States being the dominant force in soccer in the Western Hemisphere. That's what I think. Why? Why? Hey, Mr. Hart, why do you think that way? The United States has been shitty forever. I think that way because, well, I'm going to explain it. We have a lot of players playing overseas. We still have too many playing in MLS. If you're playing in MLS, when you make that transition and you play the Englands, the Spains, the Germanys, the Belgiums, it's a level you haven't seen. They don't see this level of intensity that these European players see all the time. The big headline is the U.S. men's national team future is bright. I think Clint Dempsey put on a pair of sunglasses to really emphasize that fact. I love Clint Dempsey, and I think he's right. But what we're all missing here is the key word in this is future. Nobody's talking about the present. Why not? Well, we're still ranked 20th in the world. Is that the proper ranking? Yeah. We're close. We're in there. Are we top 15? No. Top 10? No fucking way. Not even close. But it's an exciting time 
to live in America, follow soccer, and watch the men's team because they are really performing well. Now, you could go and say, well, the under, we didn't qualify for the Olympics. Yeah, that's those are the young kids. We don't, our young guys, how many of our young, young guys are in Europe versus how many are in MLS or here somewhere in the Western Hemisphere? It's different. And I know we're playing competition from over here, but the fact of the matter is, in America, we don't grow up playing soccer. We're starting to. We're starting to. Especially with the, uh, the science that came out about American football and the brain damage it causes. I played football for Jesus. American football for, oh man, 10 years. Yeah. Why do you think I'm so fucked up? Concussions. How about we didn't have Concussions. When I was playing, you just got a little dazed and you got back in there. Now you missed two weeks. If they'd have pulled me out every time I was a little dazed, I'd, I'd have missed a, a few. How many? I'd have missed at least a month. I can think off the top of my head of two concussions that for sure were concussions. Anyway, we're starting to grow. We're doing good things. We are young. All right, so let's let's talk about the past of the U.S. men's national team. And I'm going to just be brutally honest. And some of you might not like it. It's been a failure. Even our success has been viewed as failure. Or at least it would be in these countries where football, soccer, is is their main sport. Here, here by our standards, if, if we qualify for the World Cup, if we qualify for the Olympics, that's 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 a victory. You know, it, it's a victory here. And, and should we be content with that? No, but we should be realistic. I've said this, I don't know how many times. Our best athletes do not play soccer. We have some great athletes that play soccer. The best ones do not. They don't. I mean, we compete and mop the floor in every other sport but hockey and like cross-country skiing. All the major sports we compete in and you could make the argument that we are the best at them. Basketball, baseball, track and field, probably bowling too. We got a lot of chubby dudes that wear wrist braces and drink beer. No offense if you're a chubby dude with a wrist a wrist brace that drinks beer and also can bowl 300s. I can't bowl a 300. I've broken 200 a couple of times. Fucking tooting my own horn. No. But in America, our we have low standards. We do. Let's get into the World Cup. Let's make the Olympics. And I don't think, I think setting the bar as let's let's win the World Cup. That's a little high right now. Soccer here, major league soccer, is third not even 30 years old is that right about yeah roughly 30 the big one the professionally organized league that has stood the test of time it's 30 years old teams in europe have been doing this for 150 180 years that's a big difference that's a huge difference they're five times further along than we are are they five times as good as us no 
Are some of these squads five goals better than us? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, there are some squads out there that whoop, whoop our ass. And we already know this. I mean, Tim, Tim Howard, I always want to say Dwight Howard. Tim Howard's had, had, had 14 saves in the 2014 World Cup uh, round of 16 match. And he set the record. Here's a question. What if he only had 12? And two of those had gone in. That was the greatest game by a goalkeeper I've ever seen, except for, and, you know, this shows my limited knowledge, David De Gea versus Tottenham in 2018 or 2019. He had like 12 saves, and they beat us 1-0 or 2-1. It was uh, Oli's Oli's first, uh, first time against us as gaffer of Man U. That was a phenomenal match by De Gea who now is on his way out. Oh my, how the tables have turned. But our past with soccer here, it's not a successful one. It's, it's, soccer is a sport that stupid Americans look at as just the communist. Oh, hey, playing that dadgum communist hockey again. They, like, they don't even know the rules. They don't. My son has played since he was, how old is he now? 11? He's played since he was 5? His mother still doesn't know the fucking rules. I hate not being at his games and having her do the play-by-play. Jackson just had a penalty kick. Did he make it? No, he missed. How does he miss a penalty? Well, he was he was like 30 feet away. Penalties aren't that far away. Was he inside the white box? No, he was outside of a white box, I think. And they put people in front of him. Well, that's called a free quick, sweetheart. Yeah, that's why we divorced, if you don't know rules. Actually, that's that's not even a lie. Neither one of us knew rules, especially the ones of uh, fidelity. Yeah, we were bad, bad, bad people. But the, the, the history of the men's team here is just abject failure, disappointment, and even our losses we've celebrated as wins. We have. I, I don't expect this club to, this club, this team, to, to go past the round of 16. I think they can get into it. It's going to be tough. But I know if Mexico did it, and now I think that we are at a stage, I firmly believe we are at a stage where we are the best team in the Western Hemisphere. So the past of the men's team is, 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 is not great. The present is looking bright. No, let me rephrase that. The present is looking all right. But you look at four years down the road from now. Four years down the road. No, check that. 2026 World Cup. That's where I think we're going to actually look like we can hold our own against these big, big countries. These countries that dominate. So past-wise, not great. Present, it's all right. But that future is bright. They're right about that. Let's uh, let's take a look at the men's roster real quick and just touch and talk because, you know, the Dynamo are off. I got to do something. So we're going to talk about it. The first guy we're going to talk about is Brendan Aronson from Medford, New Jersey. I know where that is. I had an aunt and uncle that lived there. He's 5'10". He's 21 years old, and he plays for the Philadelphia Union. The guy's had seven appearances, three goals, two assists. He's a midfielder, and he wears number once. 11. What do I think of Brendan? I think he still plays for the Union. 
I think that against European clubs, the level of production that we've seen recently, you're not going to see. That is not saying he's a bad player. He's 21. Will he end up in Europe? Yeah, I think so. I think any of our men's team players that are 24, 23 and younger and are playing in these uh, international competitions, I think they will end up somewhere in Europe. Hopefully not like Scandinavia, but one of the big ones, Portugal, Spain, Germany, France, Italy, England, you know, somewhere over there. Scotland. Scotland's got good clubs. Turkey's got good clubs. There's a lot of good clubs. There's a lot of leagues that are better than MLS, and these guys can see top-notch talent by going to them. So Brendan's a youngster. He's a young guy. Let's go to one of the ones I really like. The second one. Guys, this is alphabetical too, so if you're wondering the rhyme or reason to this, it's alphabetized. Kellen Acosta from Plano, Texas. Plays for the Colorado Rapids. And Kellen is 26 years old, almost. He is a midfielder, 31 appearances, two goals, two assists in his international career. He is a defensive midfielder. I like Kellen Acosta. I think he's great. I think Weston McKinney is better. Weston McKinney is a fucking stud, isn't he? He's really good. And that's like, that's great. That's great that Kellen Acosta is your number two guy behind McKinney. That's not a bad number two to have. So... The fact that he's from Plano and, you know, the Dallas area, I won't hold that against him. But either way, he's a good player. Wish he played for Houston. Who, by the way, we don't have any players from our squad on this team. And that's a problem. That needs to change. How does Hey Finister, how do you change that? How do you get players onto the men's team? Academy. We have to improve our academy. Here in Houston you have how many how many youth clubs? 20, 30, like legitimate youth clubs. Like my son played in the Dynamo uh, program before his mom took him out. Now he plays in a shitty one. It's terrible. But we're not under one umbrella. What's that mean? It means that we're not all working towards a common goal of supporting the Dynamo. We're working on individual goals, individual teams. If the Dynamo could reach out and put all of these clubs under this umbrella... Do you know how fucking good we our academy would be? If the Dynamo took the initiative and went out there, the new owner, Ted, are you listening? Teddy, pay attention. If you went out there to these youth clubs that all have academies, they all have academies, they all have their own, and you put them under our umbrella, pay for their uniforms, upgrade their training sites. I know it costs money, but do you know the amount of money you would make if you localized and centralized the Houston soccer talent, you know how much money you'd make in transfer fees? You would fucking kill it. Name me a city in America that is more ripe with soccer talent than Houston, Texas. It's not New York City. I can tell you that. I don't think it's LA. It's definitely not Chicago. You look at cities that have the potential and the population and the demographics to be badass at soccer. And I truthfully believe that Houston is number one. I don't think there's another city that's relatively close to us. We're big. We're growing. We have a high Hispanic population. We have a high African population. Not African-American. African. Like from Africa. We have a lot of people from other places that live here now. 
We are primed to be a hotbed of youth soccer. Why aren't we doing it? I don't know. Let's finish or don't get off topic. Stick to what you know. All right, next guy, Tyler Adams. Plays for uh, RB Leipzig, home of uh, the guy that just took the Baron job and didn't go to Tottenham. Nobody's going to Tottenham. Maybe Fonseca. So Tyler is also 21. 22, excuse me. Midfielder wears number four. He is rumored to have some interest from clubs in the Premier League. That's great. He is the first player that I've talked about who plays overseas. He is from Wappingers Falls, New York. He has 13 caps and one goal in his time. He was part of the New York Red Bulls Academy growing up. He made a senior international debut in November of 2017. So that's four years ago. He was 18 years old when he got his first cap. He helped uh, the Red Bulls, too, win the USL Cup. He won the Supporter Shield in 2017 with Tim Parker. And U.S. won the 2017 CONCACAF Under-20 Championship. It's paying dividends. This guy is going to be playing soccer in Europe for a long time. A long time. His first call-up was against Portugal in a friendly, and we tied. Yeah. This is true. He also scored the winning goal um, against Mexico on September 11th in Nashville a, a while ago, 2018. 2018. So this guy is talented, very talented. He was a homegrown for the Red Bulls. He's already in Germany. He's 22 years old. Fuck, this guy's going to be good. He's going to be good. He's already good. But he is going to be straight mustard. Tits is another word for that. John Brooks was born, funny enough, in Berlin, Germany. He's a defender. He's pretty big. He's six foot three. Johnny's a little bit older, right? John's 28 years old. He wears number six, 43 caps, three goals. He has German citizenship and U.S. citizenship. But as you know, the odds of him playing for the German national team, probably not that good. They're good, right? So he uh, he also set the record for the transfer fee of a United States defender as Wolfsburg paid $20.4 million for him. Is John good? Yeah. John's really good. Very, very good. So, uh, man... Love him. I wish he was 25. John Brooks was 25. Holy moly. We got another three or four years of Johnny. And by that time, all these young guys we started talking about are going to be a little bit older. Just a wee bit older, right? Here's one. Reggie Cannon. Love the name. Hate your uh, hate the club you play for. Well, no, isn't he in Portugal? Reggie's in Portugal now. He's from Grapevine. He, plays, he played for FC Dallas. He went to Portugal right before Albert Elise. He's 5'10", he's 23 years old. In fact, he celebrates his birthday mañana. He's got 18 appearances, one goal and two assists for the national team. And he is a right back, if I'm not mistaken. I'm really high on Reggie Cannon. I like Reggie Cannon. I've known him since my football manager days, which I need to get back into. Develop some really quality scouting reports using football manager. Don't laugh. That's how they found Roberto Firmino. Football manager is a treasure trove of info. The next one... Arguably, 
arguably, oof, arguably the most exciting player on our team, Serginho Dest. He was born in the Netherlands. He currently plays for Barca. He is not even 21 years old. This guy can't even buy a beer in the United States. And he is already playing for Barcelona. With the men's team, he's got nine appearances, one goal, one assist. Absolute phenomenal player. Arguably one of the best right backs in the world. Is he the best? I like Alexander-Arnold. I think Trent Alexander-Arnold is pretty damn good. It's a lot of good backs back there, but man, this one, this guy's going to be special. We talk a lot about Pelusic. We talk a lot about the attackers. But when you look at what Serginio Dest has done so far, man, he'll break John Brooks's transfer fee easily. I wonder what he's worth right now. Probably, oh man, 70, 80 million dollars. I'm just guessing. The next one, and the hero of the Mexican game, Ethan Horvath. Horvath. He's from Highlands Ranch, Colorado. Six foot three. He's a big old white boy. He plays for Club Bruges in Belgium. Club Bruges. And Ethan is 26 years old. He celebrated his birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Ethan. He's got six appearances, one clean sheet, two wins, and the biggest penalty kick save of possibly ever for us. He's been representing the U.S. at every level since U14. Yeah, he played for the Norwegian side, uh, Norwegian Academy at age 16, and he has stepped in for, you know, Club Bruges is one of the top clubs in Belgium, if not the top. He's, he's good. Is he Zach Steffen? No, he's not Zach Steffen. But to say, hey, your backup keeper is going to be the guy that is the number one goalkeeper for the best team in Belgium, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Up next, we have Sebastian. Oh, fuck, look at his last name. Let get, let get. I, I know who he is. I don't want to say his name. Midfielder, number 17, hometown of San Francisco, California. Knows how to party. Sebastian is one of the older gentlemen as well. Almost 29 years old. 5'10". Plays for the Galaxy. Obviously, he's having a lot of fun over there with cheat, 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 Chirito. Scoring goals left and right. 24 caps, 7 goals, 2 assists. Lots of goals for a, uh, a midfielder. He's a versatile box-to-box guy. He played his youth football at Sporting Santa Clara. West Ham scouts spotted him. They brought him over. Uh, Sebastian comes back to the U.S. in 2015, and he is a key member for our squad. He got his first senior call-up in 2017 under Bruce Arena. You remember him, right? The guy that fucked up the World Cup run. Uh, Jesus Christ. And Sebastian's nickname is Boy, And he has a long-term relationship with pop star Becky G. I wonder if that's short for Rebecca. What does the G stand for? Fucking stands for gangster. It's Becky's gangster as hell. All right, up next. Weston McKinney, midfielder, number eight. 23 years old, almost. Also from Texas, six feet tall. Plays for Juventus. 24 caps, seven goals, three assists. Oh, man, is, is, he, is he one of the top defensive midfielders in the world? At this age, uh, where would you put him? Top 20? I would say top 20. I would. 
Now, Weston was born in the U.S., but his dad was in the military at uh, Rammstein in Germany. And Weston would go play soccer with the German kids. I wonder why he's so good. Yeah, he's pretty damn good. He got to meet Carlos Bocanegra and Landon Donovan. Landon Donovan, I can't spoke today. Uh, in 2006 when he was seven years old. Bet you that had a big effect on him. Big, big effect on him. Weston McKinney is a very, very, very exciting player. Absolutely love him. I love most of our guys. I don't know all of our guys. But McKinney, hoo that header, hoo-wee. He's good, ain't he? Next one, Mark McKenzie. Defender, 22. Hometown of Bear, Delaware. I know where that is. I used to live right by it. Where's number 15, six feet tall, six caps, one assist. You notice how all but two of our guys are, two or three of our guys that I've named are 25 and younger. That's huge. That is so important to get the young guys in. I am glad that the Bradleys are gone. The Donovans are gone. The Dempseys are gone. They had their chance. They did all right. They did okay. But this generation really is the first one that I think can legitimately get us into the, the, the round of 16 at the World Cup. If we don't qualify for the World Cup with this squad next time around, we need to just stop. Stop playing soccer here. Because this team, young, impressive, talented. I don't know much about Mr. McKenzie. I know he plays for uh, Belgium club Genk or Jenk. So, six caps, no goals, no no assists, but he's a defender. Cut the guy some slack. Up next, we have the one and only Eunice Musa. Hope I'm saying his name right. Midfielder, plays for Valencia. Guess how old this guy is? Wait for it. Wait for it. He's 18. He's 5'10". He wears number 18. He was born in London, England. London, England. Home of Wembley Stadium. Big Ben and the Tower Bridge where they used to lock all the people up, all the political uh, political opponents. Tower Bridge is, there's like bodies buried in there. Don't believe me. Go look it up. So Eunice has six appearances and one assist. But he's 18 and he plays for Valencia. And that's a big deal. Who's next? David Ochoa. Not to be confused with the Ochoa from Mexico, ours is not quite as handsome. And I will say that Mexican, the Mexican keeper Ochoa, he is a beautiful, beautiful man. He has wonderful hair, a great complexion. I mean, if I was thinking about changing teams, I don't know. I might let him give me a kiss on the forehead. Who knows? Depends. Unless he calls me a puto. So Ochoa is a keeper, number 19, from Oxnard, California. This guy is 20 years old, six foot two, plays for Real Salt Lake. I, I don't put a ton of stock in the players that are still in MLS. I don't. I do not. Because they don't see the quality that these kids playing in Europe see. When I say kids, I mean our kids. Our 20-year-olds, our 21-year-olds. He doesn't see that quality. So it's, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. To adapt, but he's got time. Up next, the one you all know, and the one that unfortunately 
I kind of like, but also can't because he plays for Chelsea, Kristen Pelusic. Christian Pelusic. Forward wears number 10. Christian will be 23 in September. He's from Hershey, PA. They have great chocolate and a very nice amusement park. Five foot seven, 38 caps, 16 goals, nine assists. Our best player? Him, him or Serginio Dest. Chelsea paid $73 million for this guy. And then he didn't play much. Christian Pelusic is going to be, I hope, the guy that breaks every goal-scoring record on the men's team. I hope he does. Because I, I don't feel that we have a world-class striker. Christian's world-class. He won the Champions League. And he won the CONCACAF League. Will he ever win a World Cup? Fuck. No. No. Maybe if he was uh, 17. Ah, oh, man. Nah. If he was born tomorrow, he might. <laughs> but not right now. <laughs> anyway, he's, he's a great player. He's fast. He's pacey. That's the same word. I used it twice. I used the same adjective. But his next, the next time he gets sold, what's he worth now? I don't know if he's worth 73 because of COVID, but once he fits in with Chelsea and meshes and starts to really appear, talking 100 million transfer fee in the future. Up next, Tim Ream. Love the last name. Love the fact that you're a defender and your last name is Ream because you can really ream out the opponent. He wears number 13, which is my favorite number. He's from the rough and tumble city of St. Louis, St. Louis, Missouri. Six feet tall, plays for Fulham. They just got relegated. Be interesting to see if he uh, if he leaves or if he comes back to the U.S. That'd be dope. Born in 1987, so he's old. He is old. He's five years younger than I am, which makes him 34. He was the player of the season at Bolton two years in a row. And with Fulham in 2017 to 18. He's a veteran leader, one of the few ones that we have. But you need that. He's been in England for <coughs> he's been in England since 2013. So he's seen the best he has seen the best players in the world. And he has gone up against them and he has earned promotion. And unfortunately, he's also earned relegation. Up next. Another exciting one, Gio Reyna. Really like him. Our attacking guys, are so, they're pretty good, and they're all so fucking young. If only we could figure out who's going to be the top striker. Gio wears number seven. He's six foot one, which is big for a forward. Gio is 18 years old from Bedford, New York. He plays for Borussia Dortmund, who I actually like. I like Borussia Dortmund, not because a bunch of our guys have played there. I like their colors, like their stadium. I think their logo is fucking cool. Gio's got eight appearances, four goals, one assist. He captained the U.S. Uh, the U-17 men's national team. He signed into the summer of 2019 with Borussia Dortmund. He's been a sub. He has played 10 matches with Borussia Dortmund's U-19s this season. He's going to be. He's going to show up there. He's going to be playing. If they sell Jaden Sancho, you can plug Reyna right in easily. He's no Jaden Sancho yet, but he's pretty damn good. You can't argue with that. Gio Reyna has got some skills. Up next, Anthony Robinson, 12 caps. No goals, two assists. He's a defender. He was from Liverpool, England. God, the home of Borat, a.k.a. Mohamed Salah, who dives. Him and Fernandez dive more than Greg Louganis in the Olympics. 
please look up Greg Louganis and make the joke work. Otherwise, you're just going to think I'm stupid. He wears number five. He's five foot eight, which is a little tiny for a defender. He plays for Fulham along with uh, Reem. And, you know, being that he is, what did I say, 25, 24, he's not at his peak yet for a defender. So you can actually see how we have the replacements already integrated in to our squad for the guys that are going to leave, the guys that are aging out. Up next is Josh Sargent. He plays for Werder Bremen in Germany. He's from O'Fallon, Missouri. The Irish, Irish, I. Uh, Josh is 21 years old, 5'10", wears number 9, 16 caps, 5 goals, 1 assist. Maybe this is the one. Maybe this is the guy that's going to step up into the top of the men's team and become that striker. Wouldn't be a bad option, would it? He looks goofy with the red hair, but he's a hell of a footballer. Next one, Jordan Sibichu, forward, born 1996, makes him 25 years old, six foot three, plays for the young boys. Love the name. He's from Washington, D.C. Oh, God. Every... The young boys. Do you know how confusing that would be to like a Catholic priest? I know that's not correct at all, but do you know if a Catholic priest was there and like, oh, the young boys are playing? I would love to go. Father Donnelly, would you like to go with me? I would. Jordan's got five goals. Excuse me. Jordan has five appearances and one goals. One goal. And as you can tell, he's got some pretty stout people ahead of him. So will we see him a lot? Nope. But this next guy we will. Zach Steffen, number one, goalkeeper. 26 years old from Downington, Pennsylvania. Man City's backup keeper, six foot three, won the Carabao Cup and beat Tottenham. 23 appearances, eight clean sheets, and 12 wins. Zach Steffen is the real deal. The real, real deal. Columbus Crew made a shit ton of money when they, when they let him go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Zach's good. Zach's also, like I said, 26. This guy's got nine years, roughly nine years of top goalkeeping available to him. Yeah. He's a big deal. Big, big deal. Next one, Tim Wee. We are. Tim Wee. Forward, number 21. 21 years old from Rosedale, New York. Six feet tall. Plays for Lille in France. Who, didn't they win the league? I know PSG did, and I want to say Lille did. I could be wrong. Tim's got 12 appearances, one goal, one assist. He's a son of the 1995 FIFA World Player of the Year, George Wee one of the most famous African footballers of all time and the president of Liberia. So it's, he's kind of a big deal. He comes from good stock. Your dad's the president of a country and he was FIFA world player of the year. Tim, I don't want to walk in your shoes or stand in your dad's shadow. Not at all. Next one up is DeAndre Yedlin. Love this guy. Love his tattoos. Number 22 from Seattle, Washington. 20. Seven years old, but he celebrates a birthday in a month. He plays for Galatasaray in Turkey. He's 5'8", 64 caps, 7 assists. Fast as fuck. So fast. So fast. One of the best right backs. Uh, well, I don't know. I think Dest is better. Dest has a higher upside. But you can't go wrong sticking DeAndre Yedlin in there. Sucker's good. Next one, Jackson Ewell, an MLS boy. San Jose Earthquakes, Bloomington, Minnesota born, 
Born in 97, makes him 24 for all you mathletes out there. Where's number 14, midfielder, 12 appearances, one assist. Good midfielder, a lot of competition there. A lot of competition there. Lastly, defender, Walker Zimmerman, who is 28 but looks like he's 12. Where's number five from Lawrenceville, plays for Nashville, six foot two, 13 appearances, two goals, no assists. The overall gist of our squad is youth, and that's what we need to be. And we are playing very well. And everybody right now is saying the future is bright. The future is bright. I don't think the present is that dim. I think that the present can be bright. I think we're going to qualify for the World Cup. I think we're going to get out of the group stage. That's a bold-ass prediction, I know. But I, I, I guarantee you we don't finish fourth in our group. I guarantee you we finish third or higher. And I guarantee we make the World Cup. I also guarantee that when 2026 rolls around and it's in the United States, I guarantee we go to the knockout stages. 100%. All these young guys I've talked about, they're going to be four years older. They're going to be that much better. All these 19-year-olds are going to be 23. 24-year-olds are going to be 28. We are going to have a badass team peaking. Now, one, oh man, I didn't even talk about Daryl DK. Daryl DK is super exciting. He's exciting as hell. Love Daryl DK. I missed him. Orlando got it right with him. They need to sell him now. Cash in on him. So present-wise, I think we've got what it takes to continue to put in these surprising performances that no one expects us to win, or these matches that no one thinks that we're going to do well in. Future-wise, very bright. But unfortunately, they're always using the term future and not present. There's a reason. So... This has been a quick talk about the men's team. I'm very excited. Everybody seems to be excited, except for the Mexican fans. They're just going to throw beer at us and call us gay, which eventually they're going to have to stop. But this has been the Houston Dynapod podcast with a little summary of the U.S. men's team. A lot of talk about them. We'll have another uh, episode coming out pretty soon. Uh, go listen to the other podcasts, too. Go listen to Quattro Quattro Dos. Go listen to Generation Orange. Go listen to Noodle Time. Go listen. It's the only way we're going we're gonna to take this club to the next level. Increasing the information, the knowledge, and the excitement. So get out there and listen. Support all of us independent creators. We're giving away a signed football from Jimbo Fisher. There's a tweet on the profile. Like it, share it, and follow. And I think you get like five entries. It's also on Instagram and Facebook, which Facebook following isn't that big yet. They kept kicking me out because my IP address is matched up with my personal one, which I'm not going to give you because I do this shit incognito. So we got a match against LAFC on the 19th. There will be a pregame for that. At some point, I'm going to have to stop putting these out every four or five days. So give us a like, give us a share, give us a subscribe, give us a rate or a review. Uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Thank you all for listening. We hit over, we've already broken 2,100 listens. I got episodes with over 100 downloads. That is so fucking incredible. I never anticipated I never anticipated this. So those of you that are listening and supporting this podcast, thank you from the bottom of my warped, dark, black heart. So Houston Dynamo Podcast, Houston Dynapod Podcast, go US Men's National Team, and as always, go Dynamo. Albert Police is gonna get there. There's no question. He squares it! There it is! It's a number! And it's Momo Rodriguez again!